the In the Money podcast for Friday, October 29th, the penultimate card of the Keeneland Fall Meet. Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, and the late pick four includes two stakes races, the new one added for the Fall Meet, the Myrtlewood for two-year-old fillies, and the grade three Valley View, Rubicon Valley View for three-year-old fillies. So we're going to focus on both of those races as we look at the late pick four that starts in race seven, Jim. So We'll just jump in there with the non-winners of two lifetime allowance. These are two-year-olds going a mile and a 16th, scheduled for the turf. Obviously, a lot of rain is coming into this area, so we'll see if it stays on the turf. Um, hopefully it does because this is a, a nice-looking group. But uh, how did you see race seven? Yeah, we'd like to keep all of them on the turf, obviously, for the last uh, last couple of days. But it's, uh, rain does not look good here. I'm, I handicapped it for the turf, and very simply, if it comes off the turf, uh, hardly any of these horses have good dirt form, so uh, maybe maybe they're also eligible. Trust Daddy might get in or something, but I I, I don't know what'll happen. So we're gonna handicap it for the turf. I like Kiss the Sky here for Mike Maker. Uh, almost won the Kentucky Downs Juvenile Mile um, at, at a mile and stretching out to a mile and sixteenth, and uh, he's run that before at Saratoga and won, broke his maiden there. So I think Kiss the Sky is uh, very likely the uh, odds-on favorite here. Coming out of that race at Kentucky Downs, Tis the Bomb won it and came back and won here. So uh, everything points to Kiss the Sky. Tyler Gaffleon takes them out, running a 26% clip for the meet and going to be the meet's leading rider by far. Um, I did not single Kiss the Sky. I thought uh, Dewasiak Chief uh, coming out of the bourbon here and running back at Keeneland is a, is a big uh, key only got beat four links to Tiz the Bomb in the Bourbon. So if this horse steps up, he could compete with Kiss the Sky. Vivar for Brad Cox coming off a Kentucky Downs made a special win. And Lucky Boss for Kenny McPeak coming out of the Bourbon, where he just uh, he popped the gate and uh, just lost all shot at the start. So that was almost like a, a workout for him. Coming off that juvenile uh, almost win at Ellis Park, I think this horse might uh, really step up. So I'm going to go four deep here, but Kiss the Sky is my pick, uh, but not a single, I don't think. Yeah, I thought this was a hard race to narrow down. I ended up on uh, Vivar uh, for Brad Cox, who's in a tight race with Wesley Ward and uh, just a little ahead of Mike Maker for the trainer title. Uh, Vivar broke his maiden at Kentucky Downs and did it impressively by almost two, and the runner-up was four in front of third. So don't often see a lot of spreading out like that in a turf race, which could suggest that it was a higher quality group. Horse had some trouble. Rosario stays on board. This horse was actually entered in the bourbon and uh, was not fortunate enough to draw into the race. So I think they clearly have a high opinion of him. So I'm going to take Vivar, overkiss the sky off that uh, runner-up in a Kentucky down stake. I think that's definitely the one to beat. Uh, Lucky Boss. From Kenny McPeak's barn, I think certainly uh, merits a lot of respect in here. Uh, ran incredible race in the bourbon from a horrible post. Uh, Dewajiak Chief, I think that speed, if the tur- if it stays on the turf, likely going to be wet. Sometimes that favors front runners. So take a long look at Dewajiak Chief. And then the other one I threw in was, uh, uh, considered throwing in anyway, was uh, Grail. 
and uh, that one had a, an impressive maiden win down at Kentucky Downs. I ended up not including him on the pick four for budgetary reasons, but if you wanted to go one more deep on your ticket, uh, that would be one to consider. The eighth race, the Myrtlewood, a new stake added for the fall meet for two-year-old Phillies going six furlongs. Chi-Town Lady's been on the turf in the last two for Wesley Ward, but uh, last time was against the boys. Uh, it didn't fare well, but she's back against her own gender. She had an 80 buyer figure in that uh, stakes went up at Saratoga two starts back. One on the main track here as well. And uh, I think uh, with her speed, she's going to be awfully tough. But uh, I took uh, Majestic Doro fifth in the grade three Pocahontas behind uh, a filly that was going to be one of the leading contenders for the Breeders' Cup race next weekend. And then also Jester Calls No Joy has uh, run against grade one company, two starts back, one by 10 for Pletcher. So um, I think that one it could uh, be awfully tough in here. And then a couple of impressive maiden winners at Churchill. I didn't include, the, uh, include these on my ticket, again, because of budgetary reasons. But if you can narrow down somewhere else, you might consider adding these two because can't believe it for DeVito and then the Sweet Danny Girl with an 84 buyer, both very impressive maiden winners at Churchill. How do you see race eight? I like the same horse as you like. Um, Sweet Danny Girl is the one that I had circled. Um, I can't believe this filly. Nobody knew about this filly at Churchill. She went off at 45 to 1 in that race. Uh, and uh, the the pace was so hot that day. She comes from out of it. They, they ran 21-1 and 44-4. Don't know if you're going to get that kind of pace to run out here. Uh, Jester Calls No Joy comes out of the Frisette behind Echo Zulu. Nobody's going to beat her that day, so that's that's no embarrassment there. And had a 78 buyer at Saratoga in a seven furlong race to, to break her maiden by 10. Majestic Doro has Brendan Walsh and uh, Tyler Gaffleon. Chi-Town Lady was one of the most hyped fillies of the spring meet here. Went off at 1-5 to five and ran like it on the dirt. And then Wesley takes her to the turf, and she wins a little stakes race at Saratoga, and they put in the futurity. Um, so he loves this filly, and she fits great in here. Um, and I, like I said, Sweet Danny Girls, my other one, Jester Calls No Joy. I'm going to use those those four and take a stand there. Um, Sweet Danny Girls, my intriguing one, though, because she looks so good at Churchill. Uh, if she were to get a quick pace here, uh, might see how good she really is. The ninth race is the Grade 3 Rubicon Valley View for three-year-old fillies at a mile and a sixteenth on the turf. And even if they take other races off the grass, I suspect they'll keep this one on, if at all possible. And this wraps up the uh, all-turf pick three, which starts in the fourth race. And just a reminder that even if races come off the turf, the bet still goes. Uh, so the ninth race will wrap up the all-turf pick three. And uh, it is a full field now. Some of these may scratch because of whether, even if it stays on the turf. I talked to Brian Lynch, and he said that Toby's heart was very unlikely to, to stay in. Uh, he said he was going to wait and check what the turf looked like, but just with all the rain expected, he thought Toby's heart would most likely scratch. So uh, check on that one because I think that horse is a, is a player in here. But how would you see the Valley View? Yeah, I've got Toby's heart in the race. Uh, I've got Queenship for Joe O'Brien, uh, shipping over from uh, from Ireland and ought to relish the soft turf as one too, too straight on soft turf over there. Gam's mission on the outside for Sharita Vaux coming off the Saratoga effort. Um, I do have a horse in here if uh, it does come off the turf. Crazy Beautiful is going to be a huge favorite if it comes off the turf because she's been great on the dirt. I'm surprised that Kenny is, is taking her back to the turf here. She broke her maiden on the, on the turf at Ellis Park and has run 
in grade ones and grade twos ever since. So crazy beautiful, lots of back class. I did not include her on the turf because I just liked horses more. But as, as I look at her, maybe I should include her. Breaker of Chains uh, is a horse that's gotten a whole lot of steam, I've noticed, on, on Twitter and on the uh, message boards off that Maiden Breaker Kentucky Downs. And this horse uh, showed a lot of ability that day, and they think that this horse is going to be live in here. At 8-1 to one morning line, I, I see no way you get that with George Weaver and Tyler Gaffley on. But if it's, she's 8-1, to one, you can go to the window for her. Um, probably the the pick, if, uh, if Toby's heart runs i'd take toby's heart if she doesn't i'd probably take queenship or breaker of chains and i've taken uh, queenship in here uh, i thought it was interesting that her best time form figure came when she ran the farthest distance she'd ever run which was a mile last time as you mentioned on soft turf so i think the added distance ought to help uh, she should be fine with any turf condition and uh, she just kind of steadily improved while winning three in a row and um, i think uh, she could be uh, very tough in here um, Gam's Mission, you mentioned, uh, that's a grade three winner. I talked to Cherie DeVoe, the trainer, who said that uh, after she won that grade three at Churchill, they tried her at distances that might be a little beyond her best, so coming back to this distance uh, ought to be right in her wheelhouse. The 11 Lady Spite Spear for Roger Atfield won a grade one, the Natalma, as a two-year-old up at Woodbine, then didn't run again until uh, late summer and had a, a nice win, so maybe a, you know, a prep for something better like this. So I'm, I'm going to include that horse. Then I had Toby's Heart and Navratilova also on my list. Um, probably go back and take a closer look at uh, the Breaker of Chains race. And then I'm like you, if they come off the turf, uh, you could consider singling Crazy Beautiful. Might also take a longer look at Adventuring. Uh, for Brad Cox if it comes off the turf and you could use Crazy Beautiful and Adventuring and uh, probably feel pretty good about your chances. But Queenship for me in the Rubicon Valley View, grade three on the Friday card. It wraps up with a 20K maiden claimer, three-year-olds and up going seven furlongs. And I ended up on the eight horse here, uh, second start off a long layoff, Brother Brad, Gaffleone rides, uh, Safi Joseph I brought this horse back after a layoff back into 2019 on a turf in a turf race down at Gulfstream. Uh, didn't do much, but uh, now second off the layoff, his numbers are good. Uh, Safi Josephs are in that category. It's the Ramseys, so uh, I think Brother Brad is is the one I like in there. Uh, Doctrinaire at a bit of a price, a class drop with some speed. Um, if you go deeper, toner down on the inside, you can take a look at, but I'm just going to go too deep here to uh, keep the ticket at a reasonable number and go with uh, Brother Brad over Doctrinaire in the 10th. Uh, give me your 10th race analysis, Jim. Yeah, this isn't, uh, this isn't a great race um, to, to end the sequence. We had three nice races. This one's kind of a puzzler. I, I ended up the same horse you did, Brother Brad, coming off that layoff uh, and running okay. Uh, coming back out, they, they obviously like this horse. Went off at two to one at Gulfstream off that long, long layoff. Maybe that's that's a reflection of Sassy Joseph's uh, prowess down there. He's only run one horse here at Keeneland, um, but dropping the twenty thousand, I, I didn't see anything else here that I really liked, and I'm only going to go too deep here as well. I'm going to use a horse in here that I'm, my mind is telling me not to use it, but. Contractor Bill is 0 for 16, and I don't, 0 for 16 maidens I absolutely despise, but this horse has been running a maiden special weight at Churchill, Indiana, Belterra. Not really 
embarrassing uh, himself, uh, has uh, three seconds at good buyer figures. If he runs back to a 67 or 70 in here, he's probably going to win here. So they found the right level for him. Um, they've, they've tried all kinds of things with a horse, and um, I think possibly that wet, fast uh, effort back at Churchill back in 20 with a 70 buyer, that, that towers over this field. So I'm going to take Contractor Bill as my second horse here. Pick four, I'm just going to go too deep with the uh, five and the eight. My pick four ticket is one three six eight to start, one seven nine, then four five eleven twelve fourteen, and if uh, Toby's heart scratches, then uh, throw in Breaker of Chains uh, on that line for me, and then seven eight on the last leg. So uh, sixty bucks for a pick four ticket. How about you? There's a real good chance that we're go- that you're going to hit it if if we like the same horses pretty much. Um, I went one three six eight. With one seven nine ten, with four eight twelve fourteen, with five eight, and that's a sixty four dollar ticket. And we both did hit it on the Thursday card on the late pick four, or excuse me, Wednesday it, card. On the Wednesday card, it paid uh, around two fifty. Yeah, so not bad for a fifty cent bet. Yeah, Brad Cox uh, had the last two, and both were very uh, impressive winners. Great turn of foot by the horse that won the allowance feature, and then the. The first-timer uh, won off easy in the last leg. So it's a thing about these two-year-olds this time of year. You could see some uh, future stars in these uh, last few days here at Keeneland. Uh, Jim, best of luck, and best of luck to all of our listeners. And we'll be back for our final podcast of the fall meet, the Saturday card. We'll take a look at that in our next edition of the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.